Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 miles to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike, the far in this equation. And I'm John, the near. Uh, today we're going to discuss the nighttime shows at Walt Disney World uh, from all the parks. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about our experience with those shows from past. And you can't really say present. Uh, because there's really nothing going on at the parks right now that is in line with uh, with the shows that we've seen in the past. So I I think we're, I don't know, what do you want to start with there, John? You want to start with Animal Kingdom, I believe, right? So Yeah, I was thinking we could start with Animal Kingdom because it's got the shortest history of nighttime shows. And again, this is not going to be a complete, you know... Uh, over this isn't going to be a complete history of nighttime shows or anything like that it's just going to touch uh just touch on our experiences with the nighttime shows a general overall what we thought of them you know that kind of thing because honestly you could probably do once we get to illuminations and wishes and happily ever after you could probably do an entire show on each one so we're not going to get that specific so we'll start with animal kingdom and nobody liked that show what's next (laughs) (laughs) no matter how hard they try my neighbor was a tech guy and worked that show and it was very disappointing, and you know he would tell me all the behind-the-scenes stuff that they had struggles with, and this and that, and it it just never really took off. And then they added uh, Simba to it, and uh, the Lion King, and some other characters, and it's still what what was the name of it? It's no longer on uh, Disney. What was it? Um, something of light, rivers of light, or rivers something like light. that. Yeah, that's right? what it was. And I can honestly say it was a beautiful show. Like it looked great, but when I saw it, the seats were very uncomfortable. And you know, it it the uncomfortable seating was not worth the show that you got. I enjoyed it more when I would walk around and just try to view parts of it from around the park. You know, like look over a wall, or like you had said, you've seen it from the bridge already. Just right. It was it was pretty for that, but and honestly though, I'm not a hundred percent sure why they consider it unsuccessful. Because living here, I have it was packed almost every single night. Like whenever I was at Animal Kingdom at night, that entire part of the park was jammed up from the Rivers of Light crowd. So it appeared to be you know, full to me, like whenever I would be there. And I usually was there on a weeknight. And again, it looked full. So I don't know, but it definitely was not a very good show. Like nobody, I can't think of anyone who's saying, oh, bring back Rivers of Light. It was my favorite. I'm sure there could be somebody out there, but I don't know them. Yeah, my comment on Rivers of Light is simple. I loved Rivers of Light, but here's why I loved Rivers of Light. The show, I I absolutely thought was lame uh, okay that's what i feel about the show like i didn't like it at all but i loved rivers of light because everyone went to that section of the park and sat in that amphitheater while i got on rides with five minute lines <laughs> you know so uh my first experience on flight of passage was like three weeks after opening or a month after opening of that ride and i had while well, everyone else had to wait in line for hours and hours eight hours four hours five hours i had to wait two hours with my kids in that awesome 
cue, you know, that you had never seen anything like that up to that point. So, and that was directly because of Rivers of Light. So thank you very much, Disney, for Rivers of Light. You gave me an experience elsewhere in the park because of your lame show. And that's kind of <laughs> how I feel about it. Now, let me say this. Uh, I love the fact that they it, it forced the park to stay open a little bit later. I think that's awesome because that park used to close at five o'clock and it still is now. And I hated that. Um, not that you can't in lower crowds get through that park quick. You can. I, I got through it and was done riding everything at noon when I went there in September. Um, that's, that's not what it's about. It, it's the fact that you get that ambiance at night and I'll tell you as far as nighttime shows, John, I think the, the tree awakening is a better show for me. Like as I'm exiting the park, I get to watch those awesome, um, you know, uh, projections onto the tree of life. I as love a, that. As a side note, that is currently going on too. I just watched it the other night. So yeah, you're right. That, that is, uh, uh, a nice show like that they they brought it back i guess for the christmas season they didn't really announce it but it's it's there the christmas projections for the tree awakening are back so and uh, just as a side note too i wanted to like um rivers of light so much because i am a champion of original disney stuff yeah i but, agree uh, and even even with that, like I, I I may have had a bias because I really wanted to like it because I I want more originality, and even I couldn't I I just I didn't like it that much. So I you know the the part of the park I love that part of the park and I actually love that amphitheater the way it looks and I love the lake or the waterway there and everything around it I just. I'm not crazy about that show. I just don't, it, it's like a time waster to me and it's not, it just doesn't feel special and exceptional. And that's my thing with Disney. Like I, by their nighttime shows, I want plus, I want it to be plus. <laughs> I want it to be plus for my night. You know what I mean? Like exceptional. Yeah. Like if that was at SeaWorld, you'd be like, yeah, that's, that's about what exactly. I expect. It's, it's right. good. For SeaWorld, so, that would be acceptable. Even yeah, I think for Universal, nice. like Universal, it might be okay, you know, if it wasn't, say, in the, their Harry Potter areas, you know, where there you really expect something exceptional. But, yeah, you just have yeah. to remember the other three parks had some pretty great options in comparison. So it just, you yeah. know, it's yeah. not going to. But I think we talked more than about Rivers of Light, the, yeah. A show that's so bad that even Disney just says we're we're giving up on it. It's, it's, it's not there like, anymore. It's, they spent like a lot the, of money on yeah. it, and they're just ready to say, "Yeah, they, the they stadium probably, is now a place to take your mask off." And sit right. They they probably have a dark corner of like um, uh, a vault somewhere at Disney, and it's like in a label, like a labeled folder called, you know, Project X or something like that, and they just kind of shove it to the side, you know. So, I don't even think they talk about it anymore at all. So the next park I was going to go to is Hollywood Studios. And not that it's not, it could be argued that Hollywood Studios, some people may say has the best nighttime shows. And um, theirs is actually twofold, though, because they have 
it's not exactly current, but the last one they had was Star Wars, a galactic spectacular. So they had a whole Star Wars projection slash fireworks show on the Chinese theater. And it's honestly pretty good. Like it's Mm -hmm. enjoyable. And again, it's just the typical Disney fashion. It's remember Star Wars movies. Here's your favorite parts. And we'll add some fireworks. And again, at least that's the only place you're seeing that unlike every other Disney show. So I, I did enjoy that. I think it's pretty good. Uh, and but what I wanted to mention was when they first, uh, uh, you know, I think it's when they first acquired uh, Star Wars. They were doing a uh, the the first iteration of the uh, Star Wars. Uh, there really wasn't much projection at that time, but there were literally Star Wars fireworks at Hollywood Studios for a while. And it was along the lines of a wishes where it was mostly the fireworks and they would play a lot of the, uh, the themed music and kind of tell a story lightly, but just using fireworks. Like when it came to the battles and stuff, the sky would go crazy. Like, and it was just, it, I remember I saw it in person. I was lucky enough to be vacationing at the time and just happened to be there and i heard the star wars music over the loudspeakers and fireworks started going off and i was just hooked i was like wow that is so well done and i heard so much good stuff after that and then they uh backed off the firework portion added uh, projection and kept going in that direction until you have what you have now which is mostly projection and some pretty decent uh, you know fireworks sprinkled in and they're pretty good but again it was all fireworks which must have been very expensive for disney too i know fireworks cost a lot and it's much better for them to do the projection i'm sure but and i'm sure that this whole thing may not be what you were thinking about when you thought about nighttime shows at hollywood studios i'm sure you were thinking phantasmic but you know, I've honestly seen this show. And there was also another one, too, like an animation one or yeah, History of yeah. Disney. And that one was not as good mm-hmm. as the Star Wars. I've seen parts of it. I may have seen it in a press event already or something. And again, it's it's all right. But yeah, I, I think the Star Wars show is great for nothing else, really. And And don't get me wrong, like I haven't actually stood for the entire star wars show i I think it's more eye candy for people that aren't massive star wars geeks i mean you got to understand like i'm sitting in my basement right now surrounded by autographs from star wars celebrities surrounded by posters and and uh you know like star wars is probably a bigger portion of my pop culture life than disney is believe it or not um but so like for me to see tent pole star wars scenes and stuff it's fun and it's kind of like great eye candy and the show is fun like i love fireworks and i love everything that they did there but when i go back to talking about and and i know you and i have a little bit different opinion on this when i talk about exceptional shows and you know things like that i always look at phantasmic as like an exceptional show and so for the disney star wars spectacular thing that they do there 
the the great thing about that is it evens the crowds out a little bit. It it brings some of the crowd to a different part of the park, so you don't have everyone trying to shove their way into Fantasmic. And and I think that's really your gripe mainly about Fantasmic is you know it's so hard to get in there and uh, it's just a pain in the butt in uh, that way. But I, yeah, as far as Fantasmic goes, it's a great show, but for me. I was not willing to invest the time that it took to see it anymore. Uh, yeah. Maybe because I vacationed there at times when uh, you could be like, oh, Fantasmic starting in 15 minutes. And you walk right up, walk right in, sit down. Within a few minutes, the show's starting. I've seen it like that many times. And then all of a sudden, one year, its popularity grew so much that you know, it was like 20 minutes before the show, we started walking towards it. And a cast member told us, oh, you should, it's completely full. Um, you should, you should show up two hours early if you want to ensure seating or whatever. And I was like, two hours early, huh? Yeah. Like I'm on vacation. Yeah. Two hours is a good part of a day. Like that's a percentage wise. That's, I was like, I don't like it that much. <laughs> yeah. And then we kind of just stopped seeing it at that point. Like the only time we saw it at w when its popularity was that high was when, um, was when uh, we were there with somebody who had never seen it. And for example, I took my mom there, and we we probably got there an hour early, and they said, "Oh, standing room only." And my mom is short, and it was just un. She had a stand. She couldn't see it. It was terrible to stand for that long. And again, no matter how good the show was, it was not good anymore. It was like, it was not enjoyable from standing room. And I'm like, little stuff like that made me not like it over time. I'm like, I, I'm not going to come here two hours early and sit on this bleacher for hours waiting. Yeah. And again, I've seen it. It's good. And I think the last time I saw it, I had a VIP seat because... I know someone who is friends with Mickey, the literal Mickey on top of the volcano that mm -hmm. comes out. Uh, she lives two doors from me, actually, right now, and so she got me in as a v as a you know VIP seating area, and you know that was the last time I saw it, so that was nice. But but wow. yeah, typically I yeah. did not get to see it anywhere anywhere like I wish I would have. Yeah, I mean, from from a standpoint of the show itself, though, um, I I think it's probably technically superior to a lot of the other shows just because of the mix of actors, story, pyrotechnics, you know, the the water feature in it and the technology that goes into how they project screens right. onto the water and all that you know my favorite part of it is like when the boat goes by and the whole boat is filled with characters and yeah, all great. those characters at once and i'm not even a character guy but when they're all in that boat together and steamboat mickey's the one driving yeah, the ship like, I, I i always that to me that pulls at the heartstrings because i love when they put like the original character is the one driving the ship. It's kind of like at the end of Philhar Magic where Mickey takes back the the conductor's wand and puts the universe back to right because mm -hmm. it's his. He created it, you know. He will he will be the one to lead it and it's like I don't know. I feel like those are like uh, subliminal messages built in there, you know. Like yeah. Mickey, I I I I love when they show Mickey still in charge, which to me is like a facsimile of Walt as still yeah, a guy in I charge. Agree. 
I absolutely 100% agree. That's a great point, John. I never heard it put that way, but that that really makes a lot of sense. I I actually get emotional at that point in the show, and I don't know why. And that's probably why. I I don't. It's not like I'm a crying mess or anything. I'm not saying that. Um, You know, so don't revoke my man card or anything. But I I mean, really, I do get kind of uh, kind of emotional at that point. Like I'm I'm like I got this elation. It's like an emotional high point of the show. And, you know, and and what what does Mickey say at that point? Like some what's he say? Huh? Some dream or whatever he says at that point. Oh, yeah. At the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, what what does he say? I forget what he says, but anyways, what whatever that is, <clears throat> I just think that's really awesome. It's an awesome way to end the show, and uh, I, like I said, there's emotional highs and lows in that show. And yeah, and as a side note, we're not going to talk about it, but Mickey's Runaway Railway gives me none of those feels. <laughs> no, absolutely true. <laughs> Where normally Mickey Mouse just gets you right in the heartstrings. Yeah, absolutely. In that, in that case, I feel like they extracted Walt Disney's uh, soul from him in the new design. <laughs> So, anyway, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> That's right. True. But but no, I, I do think like then the crowd on the way out kind of is a pain in the butt. So don't get me wrong, like you're at the back of the park and if you're taking a bus home or or, get, or however you're doing it, you'd be best to just take a stroll and go to the shops and do all that stuff because uh-huh. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Just think of it. Back when I was vacationing there, they'd say, all right, get here two hours early. So then I do that, and then I watch the show. And then because of everybody leaving at once, how long is my bus trip going to be back? Yeah. And I'm either going to be standing on the bus or have somebody right up in my face if I'm lucky enough to be sitting. And I'm like... It's going to be a extremely long, extremely unpleasant experience, and that's in exchange for seeing a great show. Like I, I don't, I don't say Fantasmic's not a good show. It's good, but I can tell you that I have not seen it anywhere near as much as I would have if it was a little easier to see somehow. Yes. Yeah, so oh, I... by the way, the stage is cracked. Don't hold your breath for that to come back anytime soon. Uh, I I knew one of the managers that said that the 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 cracked stage would be, take months and months to fix, and I don't think they even started it. So wow, yeah, that I don't won't think they have any real plans on it. No, it'll be coming back. Uh, basically, it'll come back as a water feature, probably uh, you know, like a like a splash pad or something out there. Uh, you know, for the kids to go enjoy, it's like like a Moana show or something. Speaking of Moana show, uh, do you want to talk about Epcot next? Yeah, I think that's it for Hollywood Studios. I, they they've had some other little fireworks blips here and there, but that's the two main things. So yeah, we'll yeah. go on to we can go on to Epcot. Okay, all right. So I I think we both kind of loved fan or, um. Yeah, Fantasia era was the illuminations, right? So uh, there's like all this mystique and magic around illuminations, and it it just was a great show. And John, you are really, I I think you have a lot of great thoughts on illuminations, and uh, really, I think it's one of your favorite shows, right? So well, let's just speak a little bit on illuminations. Yeah, that's the thing. I I it is one of my favorite shows, but at the same time. You could probably count on one hand the amount of times where I scouted out a location to watch it 
and I stood and just watched the entire thing. I had done it already. Like, you know, I've already done a press event there where they gave us the a dessert party location to watch it from. And I sat and I watched and I have it on film, as a matter of fact. But for the most part, what I liked about Illuminations is the World Showcase Lagoon is so big that you could literally walk the entire time almost. Like there are a few spots that have blind spots that you could get stuck behind. But for the most part, I've recorded it many times too, like literally walking and just stopping to watch a few of the highlights and stuff. And that's how I saw saw it most of the time. And um, we had talked before, Illuminations, it's not really as much about the show for me as the entire end of the night at Epcot around eight o'clock they would change the music, they would light up the the uh, the torches, and then they would have the illuminations. And the announcement would even talk about gathering around the fire to you know tell stories like people have done for thousands of years, and it it, it just had a very personal uh, message to everybody it's a, and since it's around the world showcase it's basically the whole world everybody around the world is coming together around the fire to tell to listen to stories and i don't know it, it it just was really nice and then after the show too it would go right into more inspirational music from the millennium celebration you know like the uh, the one that sticks in my head is "We Go On," and uh, uh, we had talked before. This is a, this is a, uh, uh, illuminations. The message, the songs. I feel like we could use that right now, like more than ever. Like it, it's been around forever, and due to unfortunate timing, Disney canceled the show. And I really think we could all use a positive message about overcoming hardships and moving on and getting through and. Uh, although maybe not nowadays we would say we keep hiding let's all hide from everything and just we'll stay in the house i don't know i'm like that's not really moving on me but yeah we go on and i so i uh illuminations for that reason was always good and here's the other thing i i there's a lot of hotels within walking distance of epcot and when i was uh a vacation club owner <clears throat> i was lucky enough to stay at the beach club a few times and when i did i would enjoy illuminations almost every night because it was approximately a five minute walk back to my room after illuminations which that's you just can't beat that so it's like and there's another trick too which doesn't work anymore because you know they don't have the shows right now but it's approximately a 20 minute walk back to uh, Hollywood Studios. And another trick would be if you watch Illuminations from, you know, the the, the bridge between uh, France and uh, the UK, at the end of the night, you could just go out the World Showcase and walk back to Epcot and, or walk to Hollywood Studios. And that 20 minute walk might seem like a lot, but how long does it take you to get to the front of the park in Epcot from the back? With those crowds and bottlenecks, you might be talking 20 minutes before you get to the front of the park, and then you got to get to your car. So depending on times and stuff, that that was one of those things that was actually a pretty you know, nice thing to do, just park at Hollywood Studios. And now they have the Skyliner 
but there's no fireworks show. So sorry, you can't use that tip, but it, it is yeah. uh, it would be a good one. And for me, Illuminations, like I said, it's got originality, awesome message, you know, about the whole world just coming together and and like I said, awesome music after the show. And like I said, it's just and much easier to get in and out of and even if you were at the front of the park for some reason i never remember waiting for hours to get back to my resort after illuminations i just feel like it 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 never was an issue for me i was always able like you could just watch it closer to future world and be amongst the first people on the bus and that's it and you still get to see the show it's not any worse or better from there so you literally could watch it from there so anyway, yeah, Illuminations was great. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing I would say about Illuminations that, that I would have to add, because everything you said I, I would echo, uh, other than staying at the Beach Club, I've never done that, but boy, that I'll bet that was great. Um, but uh, as far as the, the show itself, it used to be um, an afterthought for me. I didn't really... I just kind of watch it from a distance. I might stop and watch portions of it. Um, last year when we went down there, uh, the last time I saw the show, we decided, okay, we're going to give this thing a send off. It's only going to be around for a couple more months. And I think it actually was around maybe another month or two uh, when we were down there after that. But we decided, okay, we're going to use our fast passes and we're just going to fast pass the attraction and go look and see what it looks like from that portion, which is, I think over by, uh, what did they, what did they call that? The international gateway, I think is what they call that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's called. Yeah. So it, it's just beyond, and it was right up against the water where there's those gift shops right by the gateway there. Yeah, and that area too. I also, where they used to do that, I think it had a sloping, Yes. Too. So people wouldn't, even if you were in a crowd, you could see pretty well. over. Absolutely. And, and let me just say, it was a slight slope. It wasn't major. So it wasn't bad for, you know, disabled people or people in a wheelchair. So, and they had areas roped off for the, you know, people that had disabilities. So that was pretty neat how they had that set up. But uh, we decided to do the fast pass. And I, I will tell you, it was a different perspective seeing it from that place that portion of the lagoon and um it it really made that show one of my favorites um seeing at that time i i mean just i don't know what it was i I think there's a bad view for an epcot show in the lagoon there but uh, that particular view was just something special it was it was just and and the the atmosphere of the crowd at that point we're talking pre-covid and people were just kind of grouped together and everyone was kind of in a good mood and it was just really it was it was a great experience so i i will take that uh illuminations experience and just remember it as as how i see illuminations um from now on we'll never see the show again uh, other than on video, they've broken down and sold off portions of the float and the everything. And, um, you know, it, it's just that's how I'm going to remember it. I, I love it. It's it's going to be a great memory for me, uh, you know. Yeah, I was going to say my favorite capture I've ever done on it was I literally recorded it exactly how I remember it. And this is how I do a lot of the parades, too. I, I, I was just walking and. I, there was a huge crowd in front of me, and I absolutely love my videos that show 
the silhouettes of all the people. You have kids on their par- on their parents' shoulders. You have just mm-hmm. just people watching all around, and I'm walking by and just to see the activity and the crowds. And a lot of people are into these pictures and videos with nobody in them and stuff. And I really have never been a fan. It's like I I empty things are not really. I I don't know what the fascination is, especially with photographers. They love the empty main street and the empty everything. I like the people. And like I said, with illuminations walking and looking at the crowd, the last night of illuminations, I did the same thing. It started to drizzle and I started just walking around and I had my gimbal and my phone and I recorded the crowd as I'm walking through. So you can see and hear all the people and the silhouettes and the shadows and to me, that's how I remember it the best because rarely did I stop to watch, but I enjoyed it so many times within the movement. And again, I would stop for the different parts and, you know, uh, like the, 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 the last part of the fireworks, the finale and stuff, I would always stop wherever I was and watch that part. But I really just like seeing all the crowd and the people and all the love that it got. Like you could really be in there as much as I was, I could feel the people. You could feel the vibes coming off everybody. Just the the. It was a really positive thing. And again, the future. When now we're going to remember our favorite moments from Disney cartoons instead. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if I'll feel the same walking through that. Like, <clears throat> speaking of that, I don't feel the same with uh, Epcot Forever either. That's why I was going to ask you about enough, that I don't one. think that'll ever come back. <laughs> I don't think so either. It was forever, but you know, Epcot temporarily. You know, <laughs> I I mean, maybe the next show will be Epcot the Empty Hole or something like that in the middle of the park or something along those lines. But, yeah. Epcot. But when Epcot Forever, though, don't you think that it was a nice temporary love note to the history, and and then ended with rubbing your face and where they're gonna go? I I mean. I actually like, I heard a lot of negative reviews and comments about Epcot Forever. I actually liked it. I watched it. I loved the all the old uh, classic Epcot music and this and that. And I, the only thing I didn't like is at the end, uh, the whole new world thing just killed me because I, that's the opposite of Epcot. It's like, but again, yeah. like, like you said, it's like, they're telling you what's happening. It's like, remember how great Epcot was? Now it's Disney character, Aladdin. <laughs> yay. It's like, that's where we're going. And again, I can't stop it. But And I did hear some uh, critiques saying, I don't, like some people didn't like it because they're, they're like, why are you reminding us of how great Epcot was when you are destroying it, you know? And yeah. I said similar things. I said, you're... You're uh, saluting all the original attractions and shows while you're tearing down Future World at the same time. It's like it's like putting up pictures of uh, your grandma on the screen while you're throwing her down the stairs in the front of the park. It's like, <laughs> remember grandma? Well, now she's dead. We killed her just now. Yay. It's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, but we have memories. So yeah, don't, we, don't, we have don't the worry. memories. Just, We're just putting her favorite song up with her picture. Yeah. <laughs> And and then we're gonna finish by uh, by you know showing her favorite Disney cartoon and talking about how and, it's a new world. 
And I, like we talked about in other shows, I haven't been to Epcot enough over time to really even know most of those shows, but I feel nostalgia immediately for any of those, whether I've seen it or not. Just that classic Epcot music, the feel, the I just love it all. Even the stuff I have not seen, I, I still have a weird longing to... It, it, it's sad. If I had a time machine... I feel bad saying it, but I'd probably go back to Epcot in the 80s. It'd be my first stop. I'd be, yeah. <laughs> you would think it'd be something more personal, but I'd be like, I really need to ride Horizons. Sorry, guys. Yeah, you would love it. <laughs> World of Motion, Horizons. Yeah, I, 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 I actually, I'd join up with those guys who would uh, jump out of the Horizons ride and just hang out inside the ride all day. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> You ever see that documentary? There's like a YouTube thing where these kids would, they'd hang out inside the ride and they no. made all these movies about it and stuff. And wow. It's so cool. No, I didn't know that. That's great. Um, I I didn't get to experience Epcot forever. And other than uh, say on your videos and other people's videos, and it looks like a nice love note to Epcot and uh, you know, you could tell it was a temporary show and the kites kind of looked neat and some of that stuff, but it, it, it didn't have iconic feelings and it just didn't have a, you know, any kind of iconic messaging to it, I think. So uh, it's probably here and gone. And I don't think people were going to cry tears about it going, I, you know, I think people enjoyed it. It was enjoyable for most people, but I don't think anybody's going to get emotional and buy merchandise that, you know, yeah. I missed the show. But, you know. And as far as the new show goes, I'm sure it'll be good, like technically good. But if it's anything like what Disney's been doing to their hotels, to their rides, to their shows, it's going to be the best show ever technically and it's going to have no soul and no memorable music yeah. and it, you will it, it it will be the best show that you have no strong feelings about <laughs> yeah be, besides wow that was technically great which i guess that's why they rely so much on your favorite moments from yeah. your favorite cartoons because without that it would be completely nothing you know so yeah i agree it so I, I guess that's the art of, to me, that's an artificial memory that you're attaching to things artificially. Like you're saying, all right, you have a love of this movie. I'm going to staple it onto this fireworks show. So yeah. you're going to feel the same about the fireworks. If we staple enough of these on there, I'm starting to catch on to Uh huh. That's right. And, and speaking of that, I guess we can move on to the, pandora sponsored happily ever after over at the magic kingdom right i mean well, that's kind of what's going on there correct yeah and i love happily ever after i think it's a great show but it's i don't really know what the story is it's just remember these remember these clips from your favorite cartoons and you know it's it's a great show and it's technically good and uh again wishes had kind of a kind what wishes had kind of a story of uh, imagination and yeah. whatever like it, there was a slight there was a little story mixed in and there, and it was a handful of things from your favorite cartoons but just like a little sentence here here and there it had its own its own uh overall story arc you know and right there's but... no movie from disney called wishes you know and no the whole no thing was about right. uh, the, the the power of a 
of making a wish and sometimes right. they do come true and keep believing and like i just thought it was a really positive message from the show where happily ever after is technically a better show there's no message at all just remember these movies buy some shirts there you go it's like that's that's what i get out of it at least remember these movies yes i do <laughs> what yeah. else you got <laughs> and and it's and the, I guess the, from a technical standpoint, like you said, it's a superior show. I mean, you have uh, the projection on the castle, which is pretty pretty spectacular. You have the fireworks and all that stuff, but there's there's no story. Uh, like you said, uh, wishes had that narrative that kind of had a had a thread between all the Disney properties and things like that, but. Uh, yeah, happily ever after is just like let's let's have a pop song and you know fireworks and a projection and I like the show I really do I I, I dig the show um, but yeah it's uh, it's very impressive and it is it does the other thing that it that with it too is though you really need to see it from in front of it because. Mm-hmm. The amount of stuff going on in that castle with projections is amazing. And, you know, with wishes, it's always best to see it from the front. But you could enjoy it from almost anywhere. Like you could be in other parts of the park and look up and still get the same basic feel for it. You know, like to me, wishes had a soul that was like it was like it reminded me of it. Well, it had children singing in and about making a wish and stuff. And it just I don't know. It just. Like I said, I'm sure uh, extracting the soul from things seems to be Disney's new, you know, that's that that's what they do. That's what they're good at, replacing yeah. it with technology. And like I just said, uh, Mickey's Runaway Railway, awesome technical ride. But they took the Mickey Mouse that would evoke emotion, extracted the soul from it, and put in the monstrosity animation that's the new <laughs> Mickey. Like, we extracted the soul, and now he's Mickey Zombie. But he still sounds similar. It's awesome. He sings songs. <laughs> yeah, like the new Mickey, I, I do not think of Walt Disney one bit when I see that. Where the old Mickey, I always, like like I said, in, 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 in my mind, it was kind of like a, a little stand-in for Walt, you know, because he's not around anymore. But his Mickey Mouse still is there. Yeah, it's a great point. I I do think I don't really think of Walt either with a new Mickey Mouse. I mean, it's almost like it's its own new separate entity. It's like a new version without Walt, and a Waltless Mickey is kind of bizarre. I mean, yeah, Walt wasn't woke anyway. He needed to go. <laughs> He's gone. So long, Walt. <laughs> yeah. Walt should have had a time machine and known how to act back in the 40s. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he made that splat. He made that Song of the South movie. Trying to, trying to. Yeah, I can't believe that guy. Oh my goodness. Oh We're watching boy. You, we know. Uh huh. We know. We know all about you, Walt. We know what you're all about. <laughs> you're uh, you're one of those Southern. Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and you might not know it, but there is one other nighttime attraction I was going to talk about. Oh, it's the, I bet you you're going to talk about the one bay, right? With the the electrical water yeah, pageant. The electrical water pageant. And that's one of my favorites because I'm yeah, pretty I sure love it. that's 
that's been almost the same since like the 70s. And it only survived because it only takes one dude on a barge. So it's the cheapest water. It's the cheapest thing they can do. And so why not keep it going? It's like, but again, I find it enjoyable. I love the music. I love that it's original and just, I, I think it's great. I've, I've always enjoyed that. And oh, it's yeah. one of those things you forget about. And then all of a sudden you see it and you're like, oh. hey, look, it's the electrical water pageant. I, my awesome. first experience with the electrical water pageant was um when i was a kid my first trip uh back in the early 80s um going to the hoopty doo review and then walking out into the you know the hoopty doos kind of close to the bay there and you walk down uh behind the hoopty doo there and just like stand on that at that time there was like a beach there i don't know if there still is i i doubt there is because you know the kids messing in the water and getting attacked by alligators and stuff but i mean there was a beach at that time and you could watch the electric uh, water parade from there so after the hoopty do we just kind of stood there and after we were done there we watched the electric water parade it was great and uh, i'll never forget it and i love seeing that show you're absolutely right there's no frills there's nothing you know it's not technically but amazing but it's just nostalgic just like the old epcot though it's so weirdly original that yeah. it, you never forget it it's in your head and, it, and it's yep. one of those little things in your head that makes you want to go back to disney even though you don't know it yeah. it's like it's part of the weird disney that makes you yep. want to go back but yep. I don't know. I think they may want to get rid of that though. I don't. There. Oh, you know, they had American flags on there. That's. Oh boy. That's not good. That's, oh my. That's, but what is that saying? They hate every other country. I think they need. To I get think rid they of should. I think they should cancel it because you know, <laughs> kids. A kid got attacked by an alligator on that lake. So. Oh, that, that's going to. There's alligators in there, and that could encourage people to. And it's insensitive to those parents you know so you're right no matter how good it is you get rid of it absolutely it's done. now now that we um have hey properly we should replace them. it with a, a whole line of just white light bulbs <laughs> keep... hey wait now maybe not white one i don't know let's just can't cancel the whole thing i'm just done. cancel it we're done now that we stay, properly stay home uh, offended everyone uh and <laughs> where can they find you online john None of your business. I'm not gonna <laughs> don't worry about where I'm online. Now you can find me at c.wdw on Instagram, Facebook, c.uo on Instagram, and cwdw on YouTube. You can find me on woke culture blog on <laughs> no, not really. Don't don't go to woke culture blog. It'll poison your mind. I don't even know what that that may even exist. It probably does. Anyways, you can find me on the giant rat, T H E E giant rat on Instagram and on Twitter. And that should about do it. We hope that you come back next week. We hope that we haven't properly offended you and chased you away. <laughs> And if we did, yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, we don't really care. So see ya. I don't get paid for this. We don't get paid. This is this is just for your <laughs> listening pleasure. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Stay safe on your adventures, and we'll see you next week.